previously, previously on the Game On Podcast. And you've now coached West Horrens, you know, for eight years, and you've had a hell of a lot of success there, Hags, with in all, in all, you know, the 2020, the one day, the 50 over comp, and also the district comp. So you've you had a hell of a lot of success in a real golden era for West Horrens Cricket Club. Yeah, no, I've been lucky. Um, I, funny enough, I, the first contract ever signed for the sack and my manager at the time, um, and I didn't even, I don't think I even realised this at the time, but he tried to organise to get me more money, I assume, um, to, um, to have a co- bit of a coaching thing. Because as I said, blokes back in the day had jobs and that, and I just yeah. went to high school. So I started off just going out to, you know, you go out to schools and do what they'd call appearances, but also coaching clinics, um, which were with some of the guys that became mentors to me in, in, in Peter Muggleton and Andrew Zessers. Um, and then from there, I got involved with under-15s and um, with Mick Rutherald in under-15s and I was a bowling coach there. And by then I played state cricket when I was doing the 15s. And um, so that was exciting because I know all the, the kids, you know, could see that obviously I've, I'm this guy that plays on Adelaide Oval now. Yep. And, um, you know, I was rubbing shoulders with, you know, Blewett and Lehman and Sins and that. And I think, um, so you got the respect there and they were all very keen and eager to listen. So, and I was very keen and eager to pass on what I was learning because I was learning on the spot too. Um, so I couldn't wait to pass that on to the, the next generation. And um, it was it, it was really cool. Um, I think the first year I I had... Um, Matthew Broadbent and um, Hamish Hartlett in my under-15 state squad. Um, funny enough, they went on to be Port Legends. But um, uh, we, don't hold, um, don't but, hold that against him, Hex. <laughs> Sportscast SA presents Game On. Game On. South Australia's destination for everything sports. Local, national, and international sports. AFL football, soccer, basketball, golf, baseball, tennis, cricket, and any other sports played in this wide world. And we're going to have a blast doing it. So sit back, relax, and let's do this thing. Welcome to Game On. Welcome to Game On, my name's Pete and today my special co-host from last week is back for another round of torture with me here in the uh, studio. Phil, thank you once again for filling in for Malcolm who's still not quite right from uh, from his bout of COVID. Yeah, thanks for having me back uh, Pete. Uh, the Norwood boys are a bit soft obviously so uh, <laughs> you know here I am in the in the hot chair here again. In so. the hot seat, yeah absolutely. Uh, obviously Mark Harrity there from our previous uh, interviews there and um a great player for South Australia, and obviously giving back to a little bit of local cricket at the moment. Very, very important that uh, that that players like that, uh, you know, sort of follow through and remain in the game. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, he was a great cricketer. Around the grounds. Today we're going to have a, uh, a bit of a talk about the tennis, the SNFL, as per usual, the soccer. But we're going to kick off with the baseball. Cracked. The team that couldn't win one just won two. The Giants go back to back. Back. The back champions for the Adelaide Giants. Fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it didn't um, obviously they don't televise it much on. No, it was mainly online, uh, and oh, okay. generally you've got to have a bit of a pass for it. I did. I was lucky enough to actually get invited to go to game two because it was completely sold out. And a friend of mine basically rang me up last minute on Saturday and said, "Look, got a spare ticket. Someone couldn't come. Do you want to go? Absolutely. Vital game for Adelaide, and uh, Quincy Lattimore was the man." Here I am ruffling through my uh, paperwork, Pete, looking for my invite. But you know, being co-host here now, um, you know, no invite. But mate, if I had a spare ticket, I would have certainly invited you for sure. But no, nah, obviously Adelaide uh, losing 
game one in yep. a very, very tight 13-inning contest over in Perth. A little bit unlucky, but, you know, home ground advantage. We did talk about that a bit last week and how uh, how important it, it is. Obviously, Adelaide just missing out in game one, but really coming home with a wet sail in game two. Uh, as I said, Quincy Lattimore was the man who did the job. And then a game, game three, which was pretty tight as well, and got the, got the chocolates. And after 43 years of waiting for a Claxton Shield... I only had to wait twelve more months, which was pretty good. <laughs> and they're looking at three in a row. They're talking three in a row. They're going to. It looks like they're going to retain most of their players. Uh, uh, the talk is so. Um, yeah, it's great stuff. SA sport, absolutely. And uh, like we said, some of those players do have uh, affiliations with MLB teams. Uh, it looks like we're going to retain. Like you said, we're going to retain a good chunk of them. Yep. They're talking dynasty. Wouldn't it be a fantastic thing to go back to back to back? Has it been done? Don't know. I'd have to do. I have to do my research on that one. You've left me with a little bit of a, a, a target. All right, mate. Let's move on to the AFL. Uh, we'll start off with Port Adelaide. Um, since you're in the hot seat today, Sam Pelpapa has been added to the leadership group. Your thoughts on that one? Uh, really good. Um, has absolutely matured as a player over the last couple of years. Um, got obviously got the family and uh, the wife or girlfriend, whatever it mm-hmm. be. Um, he has come to another level. Uh, I must admit, probably three years ago, I would have got rid of him, trade him, see mm-hmm. you later, goodbye. Well, that was going to be my question yep. because I was in the same boat going, it's fantastic that he is taking that next step now. But three or four years ago, five years ago, oh. I didn't know what to make of Sam Pepper because he had all the talent and all the attributes, but yeah, he just couldn't quite put it yep. together. Did move in with Bokey, I think, for a little did, while there. Did. Do you think that sort of helped? Yep, absolutely. Uh, Bokey put him, I, th- I don't know whether he had uh, you know, a few issues or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the lad. But um, it certainly settled him down. And now he's got the, uh, as I said, the wife or girlfriend, whatever mm-hmm. it be, a couple kids, and he has gone to the next level, I believe. So yep. um, fantastic. And hearing on the news last night, he talks very well and um, looks like he's just settled down to... He's probably the forgotten man at Port Adelaide, really, when you think about it. I mean, we talk Jason Horn francis we talk, you know, Butters. Uh, We've got so many uh, of them. Well, look, <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to reel them off off the top of my head. Um, Wines, Boak, yeah. you know, yeah. all, all the usual suspects. Yeah. And, and he's a guy that I think a couple of times last year especially, I think he really took his game to another level and kept Port Adelaide in it at certain times as well. Agree totally with you there, Pete. He slips under the radar, I reckon, is what we, what we want. Um mm-hmm. You know, they just, yeah, they man up on, on Butters and, and the other guys and there's Pow Pepper, three goals, you know, beautiful goals. You know, yep. he's, yeah, very hard in and under and, uh, no, love him, love him now. So I'm going to throw it out there. I think he's going to be an integral key to Port Adelaide's success this year. I mean, he, like I said, just seems to have taken it to another level, but a bit of jump on my back, boys, let's go. Yep. And I think that's why he's been added to the leadership group, oh, just personally. Anyway. Absolutely. And he's got the Aboriginal background and um, Rioli and all them get on like a house on fire. Yep. Um, tell me the other. Narkel came from Geelong. Yes. Part of the way through the end. That's the reason he came to Port was good mates of uh, Sam. Yep. And uh, so I can just see him only getting stronger and stronger, those boys, with that bond, yep. Aboriginal bond, which is great. You know, obviously cohesion with teammates is obviously very very important I mean you don't hear it too much that too many players have got issues with each other and so on and so on but that's an integral part of obviously building successful teams yeah so. exactly right yep. all right we move on to Adelaide mate Wayne Malira uh, hamstring at this time of the year it's not really what you want to be doing but they're sort of saying he's going to be back within a couple of weeks injury prone isn't he I mean his best is good enough but uh, he just gets to that peak and then he seems to break down with a... Yep. Um, it seems to be hamstrings and, you know, calves and all that sort of thing. Um, soft tissue injuries. So, yep. um, yeah, I think he's just going to be that sort of player. Um, Seen a picture of him and... Uh, sorry, not him, but sorry, Andy Andrew McLeod and Kane Corns the other day. I tell you now, if there were a couple of list spots available to Adelaide, wouldn't they want to take... Andrew McLeod back. Oh, what's he been doing? He's just in the gym twenty four seven. But I think oh. maybe teaming him up with Malira might actually help because, like you said, breaking down. You know, as he gets back to his level, uh, I think he's an integral key to Adelaide's success this year as well. Yeah. And they, they missed him a bit yep. last year, obviously as well. Yeah, he sort of got his body right last year. He sort of almost had an injury free run, and here we are. You know, 
pre-season, three-quarter of the way through pre-season, and he's sort of broken down again. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wish him all the best. But, yeah, I think he's just going to be that sort of um, – I've got a mate, that's a, or a couple of mates that are Crows supporters, and they love him. Just can't keep him on the on the paddock. Yep, uh, and like I said, Andrew McLeod at the moment uh, oh. in ripping ripping Nick. So um, I think there'd be eighteen clubs that uh, would certainly want him on his on their list. That's for sure. All right, mate. Uh, we're going to talk Premiership windows. Uh, I know you're going to say Port Adelaide are in the Premiership window at the moment, but let let's just sort of run through a couple of teams. Where do you see Adelaide at the moment? They'll definitely be in the in the top eight. There's yep. no doubt about that. I was. Very, very impressed with them last year, I hate to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, whether they get better, I'm not too sure. I still think... Um, They're probably one or two players from that classy midfield uh, finishing type of point of view. That's where I see it. Yeah, is Taylor Walker going to have the year he had last year? You know, um, he's another year older, mm-hmm. and we all know what it's like getting a year older, Pete. Absolutely. <laughs> and... Um, so, look, I still hold them in the top eight. They beat us twice last year, which just about killed me. Yep. But anyway, um, look, they've got a good list. I still think they're too small. Yep. Um, lot Murphys and all these little guys. Um, yeah, I, I don't know whether they're just a bit small. but Does Thilthorpe take another another step towards? He has to. Does uh, Fogarty do the same? Uh, you know, like you said, maybe filling some of those gaps for Walker, obviously getting a little bit older. We did talk about Sloney, obviously, with injury. We don't think he's going to play too many games this year. I mean, he'd like to play all of them, obviously, but, you know, realistically, uh, he's not. But, yeah, I think Adelaide are in the opening of the Premiership window. I don't. I think it's just a jar at the moment. I think they've got to find a couple of more classy midfielders. Brisbane wide open at the moment? Brisbane have got to be probably out favourites, aren't yep, they? Yep. Um, the list they've got, I mean... Really haven't lost anybody. Gunston went to Hawthorne, but he was not in their top yeah, 22 anyhow, really, fringe, I don't yep. think. But, yep. um, uh, look, they've got to be around the mark. And they're so hard to beat in Brisbane. I mean, it's virtually a penciled-in match, isn't mm-hmm. it, when they play in Brisbane? Um, Which is what you want yeah. as a home, home and team. That's what so. we, Port need to do, yep. is make it a, you know. Absolutely. Carlton, I'm going to go open at the moment. I think they're top eight, definitely. Top four, Maybe. Yes, I'd probably agree with you there. Um, yeah, Charlie Kernow, he worries me at times. Uh, the big games, mm-hmm. does he fire? No, he kicks, I think, three goals in the final series or four goals or something in the final series. And that's when you want him to yep. stand up and, and be strong. Um, yeah, probably top four, but maybe fifth or sixth. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping as a Carlton supporter that they are around that top four mark. But I am also worried that they could do what the Bulldogs did, where they mm. or, or Fremantle did, where they had that spike. Everything looked like it was going along okay. Expectations and hope may play a big part. Razio might be the big key. <laughs> he might be <laughs> the from, two games he'll play. <laughs> maybe he might be just enough. Collingwood wide open. I think they're there with Brisbane once again. Yeah, they've got to be around the mark. I mean, again, that, the list. Um, I lost that little fella. I can't think of his name. Sorry, Pete. That's right. Um, 33, little guy. Oh, Ginevan. Ginevan. Ginevan, Jack Ginevan. Uh, lost him, but not a big loss, and they picked up the lad from Fremantle. Yeah, so, look, they've got to be around the mark. Absolutely. Again, uh, home home ground, MCG. I'm interested to hear your comments on this one. Essendon, mate? Unknown quantity. Yeah. Unknown. That's I don't I reckon they'll make the eight. Some good pickups. Yep. Um, Dersma and uh, they picked up some good good lads. I don't know whether Mackay's going to be, you know, he's big talk about the highest paid AFL player or mm-hmm. something, isn't he? And oh, he's, oh, to be honest, I thought he was only average at North Melbourne. Yep. Um, brothers a bit the same at Carlton can be a bit hit and miss. Um, well, we I did, don't know. We I don't did, know. Pete. We did talk a couple of weeks ago about the number of top potential top ten players that have been drafted recently that could be in each team and Essendon was actually up the top. Oh. But because of injuries, they haven't got them all on the park. So this is where I'm a little bit flipping the coin going, mm. if they get all of those players back and the talent that is there, I think they're going to be around the mark. But gee, they're a big question mark for me too. They could squeeze into the eight. Um look their best was good enough last year, wasn't it, Pete? It yep. was um 
you know, they were around the mark all the time. I've got a mate, good mate that's a Essendon supporter, passionate. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's up and about, and then all of a sudden, yeah, the big slump. He's and, down, uh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, toss of the coin for me too, I'd we'll say. Whiz through the next couple, uh, yep. Fremantle and Geelong. Freo had bad start. Yep. Bad start. Um, they'd lost, lost Lockie Schultz. That's the one I was trying to think of before. Um, mm-hmm. He's gone to Collingwood. Um, haven't lost much else. But um, I think they'll be middle of the road. Yep. I don't. I don't. I don't reckon they'll make the eight. I think Geelong are in the same boat as well. They are turning over their list. I won't say they're regenerating. Sorry, they are regenerating. They're not bottoming out. Um, I think they're look. They're going to be competitive, but again, home ground advantage. Anybody that plays mm. them down at uh, Geelong, they're yeah. in for a really tough uh, go, and also they're. Grandstand development will be finished, so they'll even more passionate Geelong supporters will be there to support them. So, so, so poor workman that get, kept getting the footy last year, he's out of he's a job. A, this he's year. out of a job this year. Uh, Gold Coast GWS. Oh, GWS got to be around the mark. Yep. I really like what I saw out of them um, with Kingsley as a coach. Now I, I've sort of got a bit of a soft spot for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby Green's an outstanding leader. Oh. Outstanding. Probably one of the best captains in, in the league at yep. the moment. Yep. Um, yeah, I think they've got to be top four, I would say. They're in the same boat as me with Carlton. I'm hoping they don't have a drop off. Yeah. And I hope that they remain competitive because they were exciting, especially in those finals. Yeah. I know I shouldn't rub salt into the wounds, but they did get Port Adelaide. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're around the mark. And then, obviously, Gold Coast with the Hardwick factor – I think it's going to be at least 12 months before we see the, the fruits of that labour. Yeah, can't see him making the aid, I don't think. Um, I agree with you there, Pete. Uh, Tommy gets everything settled, players settled in, yep. new players. They've got a lot of good young lads. It's going to take them 12 months to yep. settle in. And I think that's expectation once again. We're all seeing Hardwick going in there and going, oh, my God, they're going to be mm. the next three-peat team and they're going to be fantastic and they've got all these draft picks and they've got all these concessions and so on. But I think... Yeah, they're at yep. least 12 months from yep. that. Absolutely. All right, we'll whiz through the next couple. Hawthorne, Melbourne and North Melbourne. Hawthorne will be – they'll be bottom eight. Yep. Um, I can't see them improving a hang of a lot. I think they're going to be bottom four, but I think they're also going to surprise teams along the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. They did last year. Yeah. Um, they're good, their best is good enough. Yep. Um, Mitchell's sort of on the sick list a bit too now, so mm-hmm. be interesting to see what sort of input he's got this year. Absolutely. And um, health comes first. Uh, Melbourne, Melbourne should be around the mark. I mean, I'm worried about all the off-field stuff. We've oh. seen it time and time and time again with a lot of clubs that anything that's slightly not quite right off-field, it generally plays out on-field. And Melbourne have been up for a few years now. Yeah, I think they might make the eight. I mean, the squad they've got, they should, but yep. Clayton Oliver's got to get his life together, whether it's mental health or whatever it might be. Yep. Um, he's got big problems, obviously, so hopefully he gets through them because he's an outstanding player. I mean, even the coach, Goody. Yep. You know, there's rumours. It's all rumours. We don't know. Yeah. But, Still um, finds himself in the news when you don't really oh. want to be. And then, obviously, a player obviously testing positive for, well, for drugs. And a good with player, it. Smith. Yeah. Very good player. Yep. Um, and then Gre- Grecian, he's done the knee, so yep. he'll be... At least half the year, and, and he was. I think Petty, I think, was reported oh, last yeah. night in the news, or the, a couple of nights ago in the news, not quite a hundred percent. Which yeah. maybe Adelaide dodged a little bit of a bullet there. Who knows? Yeah, um, look, they might even struggle. You could be right. You know, off-field stuff can catch up. Yeah, catch up with them. Absolutely. All right, mate. We're going to focus on on this one. Port Adelaide. Got it's a to, jar. They've got to be top three. They have to be um, with the squad they've got. Um, it will be Kenny's last year if they don't. I'd say they need to probably play in the grand final. Mm-hmm. I think it wouldn't take anything less. Um, but you never know, do you? Here's a loaded question for you. Did Port Adelaide overachieve last year with those 13 wins in a row? I think Is they, it a bit of a false yeah, economy? I think they did. Yep. I think they did. I think they surprised everybody. Yep. They surprised me and I'm a Port supporter. Yep. Was it good? It was good at the time. Absolutely. Perhaps down the track it wasn't. Because then we just, I mean, we just about lost you know, three or four in a row, and you know, out went the form, and mm-hmm. we couldn't find it. And uh, we we're always going to struggle in the finals. So, 
I'm going to quote something from a very, very good movie that, that I love watching all the time, which is Moneyball. And basically, Billy Bean says, nobody remembers you if you don't win the last game of the season. And I think Port Adelaide are a little bit in that boat, isn't that you're right. They win the 13 in a row. That's fantastic. But really, you didn't get the job done when it counted. And that's going to be your Achilles heel this year. If, if you can get over that, I think Port are going to be all right. Yep, I agree. I mean, we've done it to West Coast the other year when um, we gave away that silly free kick and... We lost the final there, and that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've got to win finals. We've got to win consistently win finals, and they're a big one. All right, well, we're through the last couple, mate. Richmond, St Kilda, and Sydney. I think Richmond are going to struggle a bit. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they'll make the eight. I don't think they will. I think they're going to be not quite bottom four. I think they're going to be in that middle yep. middle of Agree. the bottom eight. I think they're going to be like Hawthorne. I think they're going to surprise a few teams along the way. New coach, new systems, but also sort of that that familiarity about Richmond. You can't really count them off. St Kilda's an interesting one for me because, once again, Ross Lyon overachieves with what we think is not a lot of talent, but gets the most out of them, a bit like John Cale. Yeah. Look, Pete, I'll tell you – sorry, I'll – Go off the nah, beat here a bit. Go for um, it, I will tell you a bit of a story. I was at Lawn Bowling Club during the week uh, last week and uh, over in Lawn, and uh, Jack Stevens' dad came up to me. He said, "Oh, you be a Port Power supporter?" "Yes, I am." He said, "So am I." And it, I said, "Oh, that seems funny. His son playing for Saint, played for Saint Kilda for Best and Ferris. Yep, great player. Then went to Geelong. He said, "I cannot stand Ross Lyon," and they were his exact words. He said, um, "Too much pressure on the young players." Um, and you can see that in Ross, I think, in his, I mean, Demeanor. CEO's gone and, yep. you know, I don't want him, I don't want him, I don't want, you know. Um, look, he's obviously a great coach, but perhaps his mannerisms behind mm-hmm. the scene are a bit um, different, mm-hmm. don't know. Um, Is the pressure on him a little bit? Because, you know, obviously he'd been at St Kilda, did very, very well there, basically heads over to Fremantle, did reasonably well at Frio. Yeah. He's now obviously back at St Kilda. That elusive that elusive premiership is going to haunt him a little bit. I really don't think he's got a premiership squad yet. with what he's got. Yep. Um, I think they'll be top eight. Yep. Um, they were good and bad, weren't they? Very bit inconsistent. Yep. But they did have a lot of injuries as well, yeah. so we've got to preface that a little yep. bit in that they cobbled together a, a pretty competitive unit most yep. times. And I think after, what was it, round seven or eight, you know, they were sitting in the top four. Yeah. And we were Surprised. all going, hey, yeah. where's this come from considering the injuries they had? So, yeah, St Kilda was an interesting ad- watch for me. must admit I looked at some of the players and thought, who's that? Yep. You know, who's that? Yep. <laughs> but um, what he's got, and, I mean, he seems to get them up and going. So um, and A bit could, like John Cale. Yeah, he could be top eight. Yep. He might just sneak into that eight. But I don't think with that squad they're going to go all the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Sydney is an interesting watch for me as well. I think... Anything's possible. Played in the grand final, obviously, a couple of years ago. Their younger players didn't cope all that well last year with having to back up. But I think this year's going to be a completely different story. Got the captain missing for part of the season, Millsy. Um, shoulder or elbow, whatever yep. it was. He hurt at the uh, Monday or whatever it was. Yep. Um, they always seem to front up, don't they? Hard to beat in Sydney. Hard to beat in Sydney. I know they don't have Buddy, but they also look... Okay without him. That's that's oh, the thing. He was a bonus when he yeah. was there, yep. but he's not there now. They need to find different ways, and I think they will. Mm. John Longmire is a very, very good coach. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the man for me that is going to take Sydney to their next premiership. Yeah, I think I, I, I'd put him in the eight. Yep. I'd put him in the eight. Yeah, I've, probably got, I've probably got ten <laughs> sides in the eight at the hey, moment. Hey, <laughs> early calls there. Um, yeah, Sydney for me are in that sort of middle – Eights, yes, agree. Middle, middle yep, eight there. Yep. So I think that they can do some good stuff. All right, West Coast, Western Bulldogs to finish us off, mate. I think the West Coast. No. Nah. Nah. Injuries again already. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's that long term, but you've had some good retirements. Like Hearn, he was, he was still a great player. Yep. And he knows he had to go. He was, you know, on his last legs. Yep. But he was still a fair player. Um, we're actually they're going to struggle. To get bottom. We're actually looking to get him on the podcast at some stage as well. Yeah, so not really, really nice lad. Yep. Really not know him pretty well. No dad, even better bunger. Um, yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, bottom. Yep. They'll be finished bottom. Yep. And the bottom. Western Bulldogs to finish us off. Where where do we see them? Because Luke Beveridge has obviously brought in a couple of people to sort of help him out a little bit. Um, 
he almost needs that refresh. Yeah, he's another little. Um, don't know whether to love or hate him, you know, that sort of thing. Can be an angry ant, but can oh, be your best mate as well. Yeah. Look, I reckon they're probably, with the list they've got, should be top eight. They should be top eight. There's 11 sides in the top eight. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they should. Uh, English and, you know, those guys. And Bond, Pelly, my God, what a player. Yep. You know, um, yeah. No, I think eight. I'll give him the eight. Yeah, Smith. Smith's going to be an interesting one for me as to when he comes back, mm. how he comes back. Yep. Uh, yep. Injury is going to be, play a part. Then obviously you've got other clubs trying to actively recruit him at the moment as well. So that's going to be an yeah. interesting watch as yeah. to see how that goes. Yeah, I, I mean, he dropped off last year, didn't he? He did. Um, he had a few issues too, I think, old Bailey. But uh, anyway... Time will tell. Absolutely. All right, mate. Uh, huge start to the show. We're going to take a very, very quick break. We're going to come back with the cricket, the SNFL, the tennis, and the soccer, mate. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. All right, we continue on with the cricket. What is the current state of cricket at the moment? Because I'm a little... Unsure of where this is all going to go. I do have on my run sheet that ticket prices seem to be one thing that has popped it popped up. Um, you know, Sydney crowds, Melbourne crowds are down c- quite considerably on previous years. Uh, where's the state of Australian cricket at the moment? Because we're dominating, but we're not seeing the support. It's certainly the money. Um, I must admit, I was going to go to a few T twenties this year, and I sort of thought, look back and thought, wow, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, WA too struggled the first day of the test. What was it 16,000? I mean, mm-hmm. come on, they get 50 to a, a heat. Yes. Uh, a not BBL. a heat, um, it's not a heat, whatever they called. Scorchers. Scorchers, Scorchers match. Yep, yep. 50,000 there, and you get 16 on the first day of the test match. I mean, test match cricket, I've got a mate that's a lover of it. and um, But to me, I mean, we make it quite exciting with uh, Travi and those guys. Mm-hmm. They, they play it like one day, as yes. you know. As we know, um, we've got a good squad, but um, I don't know. I think it's dying. Do we give the test matches to places like Tasmania, Adelaide, who do generally turn up to support, um, you know, their national teams? Um, Because, you know, places like a a quarter-filled MCG and a – less than a quarter-filled 60,000-seat stadium in Perth – do Cricket Australia then start to look at it and go, well, we want as much support there as possible, or are they still taking the almighty dollar and going, we're going to have it at the MCG no matter what, we're going to have it at the SCG no matter what? And the other thing that doesn't help them, Pete, is three-day tests, two-and-a-half-day yeah. tests. I mean, you know, um, five-day tests, you want to see five days, you know, played out to the last day or, you know, the last over just mm-hmm. about. I know that's not there, but it can't be helped. But, no. But... Um, you know, you get India and England and some of the other sides that are, give us a bit of a run. But you get West Indies, are, as we seven players out playing, you know, yep. 2020, and it makes it hard for them. makes it hard. So um, it's an interesting watch for me. I mean, yeah, like mm. I said, we are playing teams that are not quite their usual selves or not mm. with their yep. usual squads. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see when, obviously, England and and uh, India come out next year uh, at some stage there um, or in the future to see what the crowds actually are like. And then I think it has to be re-looked at as to where we play some of these teams that are not quite up to scratch as to you want as much support there. I mean, there's nothing better than going or even watching from a distance if it's in, you know, wherever it is, Tasmania, uh, Brisbane, Northern Territory, yeah. where, wherever, yep. and seeing a full crowd. Mm. Um, there's nothing worse than looking at you know the TV over in Sydney and Melbourne and going, far yeah. out. Where it's is just, everyone? There's nobody there. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like a shield game. Why did they take the pink ball test out of Adelaide? I mean, Brisbane really didn't. The crowds were okay some days, yep. uh, but... You know, they take it away from Adelaide, and we always got good crowds here. And it was all—it was also interesting that the players actually mentioned that the way that they did it this year round is that the pink ball test would have suited playing in Adelaide, and the red ball test would have actually suited playing in in Brisbane, considering the conditions, the way it was. Mm. Uh, Somebody it, in an office just need to make a decision. <laughs> Ticked off something. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on Steve Smith moving up the order? He obviously held his bat, obviously in that last match, but. Um, do we see that 
I mean, we did talk a little bit about it last week. Do we see it as a good thing? I don't. No. I don't. Um, and uh, as you know, Pete, I do another podcast with a mate of mine who's I do. a cricket guru. We'll give that one a shout out. And uh, he he said that Smith, I think it was six, 10 overs, 60 balls, he faced 20. And he was, he was the main man. He needed to face 40, 50 of those 60 balls. Yep. He was up the other end. It's all about Steve Smith, perhaps uh, remaining not out, yep. dragging his bat through the innings, um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think he's a little bit of an individual at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about me. Yep. Um, no, I don't like it. I would love to see um, a young lad come in, um, McQuirk, even if it is him. He's a one day, but he plays... Yeah. Uh, he can play a solid game as well, and uh, Ricky Ponting on the on the TV last night. Just about to say, got some yep. pretty high praise. So, no, I would have liked to see a young lad coming in. Finishing off on cricket, mate. There's been some weird things that have happened on the cricket field in the last twelve months. Obviously, the Carey run out of Bearstow was probably the biggest one as far as international relations between Australia and England, but. You know, some bowling there, the player actually hits the stumps, the, the bail spins on itself and doesn't come off. Um, the double hit the other day in the Sheffield Shield there, you know, player steps in front, double hit of the ball. Little known quirk in the game that I never thought because he was technically sort of protecting himself yeah. uh, in that situation. And just some really quirky things happening on the, on the cricket field um, I haven't never, never seen before. Well, the bales turned. They showed it right up, and they they turned, obviously too heavy. They got a battery in full, them, full three sixty. <laughs> I mean, what's that about? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Perhaps we're getting too smart for our own boots. Well, there's been a few that have hit the side, have hit the side edge of the stumps, and not dislodged yeah. the bales as well. So, just some really weird things yeah. happening on the cricket field. It's like the twilight zone there at the moment. All right, let's move on to tennis. Uh, Arania Rodanova breaks into the top 100 for the first time at 34 years of age. Fantastic, oh. isn't it? Still hope for us, mate. <laughs> i got to go and find the racket. No, well, that's that's the first time? It, uh, yep. Wow, 34. She obviously was a little bit controversial with not being given a wild card into the Australian Open this year. Made yep. it known that, you know, hey, I'm playing some bloody good tennis. Yeah. Didn't get the wild card. Uh, has now gone on from strength to strength for the first part of the year yep, here yep. and is now broken into the top 100 for the first time in her career. Oh, you can't argue with that, can you? Cannot. Uh, Alex Diminor still leading the men's at number 11, Purcell, Thompson and Popperin at th- uh, 43, 44 and 45 in the world. So that's not bad. No. Um, I don't know whether Diminor's got the game to take him to the you, top four or five. You've um, stolen my thunder because I was yeah, going to ask mate. where... No, I was going to ask where do you see no, Diminor sitting at the moment? Can he break through? Really, really good player. Haven't seen him live yet, Pete, but um, I just don't reckon he's got the game to go that next step. Um, he seems mental tough, but um, look at Hugh. I look back to Hewitt. I know Hewitt's got something to do with him now at the moment. Yep. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know whether he's got the game. He's just looking, lacking that one big weapon. I think I reckon that, so. that uh, can make him jump from you know number eleven to say number five, and number that's four a big, in the world. As we know, that's a big jump. Pete. Well, Sinner, yeah. Sinner is probably the classic example. Mm. You know, where was he eighteen months ago? Yep, developed a couple of big weapons, and now Australian Open champion. Uh, eight men inside the top one hundred. I cannot remember a time where Australia have had eight men inside the top one hundred. I can remember a time we didn't even have a man in the top yeah. 100. Well, as soon as Leighton uh, Hewitt basically yeah, retired, I no. think we were the cupboard was bare there for quite well, some time. Um, Tennis Australia have obviously done a lot of work over the last few years to get a few players. I mean, obviously, some people it's a good subject, some it's not. But, you know, Tomic and, and obviously Kyrgios were that next group coming through. We've obviously seen what's happened there. Um, you know, Thompson being a little bit older, Popper and obviously being a little bit younger, uh, Purcell around about the mark as well. I think Tennis Australia is in good hands at the moment. Absolutely. I mean, um, those figures you can't argue with. Um, you know, you go back to Newcomb, Edmondson, Rosewall. Yes. But um, other than that, it's been pretty a bare shelf for us. Top 100 real competitive uh, yep. tennis player in Australia, coming out of Australia. 
Last few years. Absolutely. And obviously, like we talked about with Dimonor going from, you know, 11 into the top 10, yep. it's also the same for Purcell, Thompson and Popper. And moving from 40s to 20s is that next step. And obviously... Yeah, I can't see him doing it. Um, I've seen Jordan Thompson a fair bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think he's... I mean, he's more of a doubles type player, but obviously doing a lot right in the singles now. Good luck to him. But um, yeah, I don't think he'll... I don't, he's not going to be a world beater. Kokonakis, obviously, being a local Adelaide boy, just sneaking in the 100. Only, Almost a bit like Malira, you know. Yeah. He always gets to the top of his game and then injury cuts Break him down, down again, yeah. Yep, yep. That's that's basically, He's got all the weapons, but, uh, yeah. I see a couple of these Australian players staying around the 30s and 40s, but I'd really like to see another one or two jump into the 20s. Yep, um, I agree. See how we go. All right, SNFL, mate. This is probably in our wheelhouse a little bit more. Um, the season preview, who... Let's go top five early predictions. Top five? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying any, any no, order. No, any order. No. Okay, just the top five. Yep. I'll say Centrals. Yes. Glenelg. Yep. Um, who else? Adelaide. Yep. Would be. Uh, probably North, although they have lost a few. And Nord are always around the mark, aren't they? Yep. I think. Um, I reckon the Eagles might drop off a bit. Yes. Um, obviously, Port are going to struggle. I mean, ins and outs always depends, mm-hmm. but um, I think I wouldn't be too far off with those five. Yep. Uh, again, I'm in the same, not particular any particular order, but I think Glenelg are going to be the team to yep. beat. Uh, I think Sturt are going to be around the mark. Ooh, I oh, Sturt. you did miss Sturt. I missed Sturt. No, so, I have them in still at North. Okay. Yep. There you I go. Take, yeah, take North out, yep. put Sturt in. I think North lost a, bit, a little bit up the top there. Yeah. Um, some key players, so yep. yeah, sorry, but no, that's okay. Sturt for me. I think Glenelg, Sturt, uh, again in no particular order. I think tossing up between Adelaide and Port Adelaide. I think Adelaide again ins and outs are going to play mm, a huge part it there. Does. Um, if we're if we're talking purely without the Adelaide and and uh, Port Adelaide in there, then definitely North Adelaide, uh, Norwood. And Centrals, I think Centrals mm. are going to be the surprise yep. packet this year. I think they're going to give a lot of teams a run for their money and out at the Ponderosa, always hard to win out there. Top three, I reckon they'll be. There you go. Yep. Big call. Well, I think yep. top five. Uh, I have to put Norwood in there. Um, oh, I think... Yeah, I look around here. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think Norwood, you know, sort of had a bit of a down year last year. A couple of new players coming to the club, I think. Started slow. Yeah. Finished okay. Yeah. So, Yeah. I think yep. Jade Rawlings uh, and obviously Nathan Bassett being back at the parade can only be a very, very good thing. Uh, and like you, I think West Woodville West Torrens, a bit of an unknown quantity, new coach. Um, but, yeah, could be around the mark. But mm. it's hard. I meant early predictions, yep. that's for sure. Yep. All right, let's move. Oh, sorry, before we move on, is there anything that you can think of that the SNFL can do to sort of increase participation of the crowd at games? Wow, that's a good question. Because mm. obviously, you know, fan zone... Um, family free family zones, you know, obviously no alcohol being served, you know, jumping castles, face painting and all that kind of stuff. Oh, good coffee, good coffee. Good coffee. Oh, <laughs> hey, here we go. There you go. No, um, look, you can still go out in the ground, can't you, and you have can, a little yeah. listen. And, um, quarter, quarter time and three-quarter yeah, yeah. time. I like all that. I mean, you've got to leave it a little bit uh, low-key low sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, a few things for the kids. Yep. It's always good, isn't it? Um, I like the Friday night games. Yeah. Um, I think they you get home from work, you know, those who work, mm-hmm. um, just go to the footy, have a couple of beers, rah, rah, rah. Yep. I think that's always good. I think they do it pretty well. I, the crowds I, I aren't do. too bad. Yeah, I think it's just trying to fit it in a little bit more, and I suppose this is where I'm leading into, just trying to fit it in a little more with local local football in that don't schedule your games, you know, prime time, you know, with local football. Absolutely. Um, I mean... Um, I mean, they try and avoid the AFL as much as possible. Yep. Yep. Get the, I totally get that 100%. But yep. you've got to go the other way as well and try to work it in around some 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 local football. And even maybe, a bit of a wild one out here, is even inviting some of those clubs oh. to play in a curtain raiser for it. I mean, Absolutely. That that would be a great uh, initiative if they'd done that. Um, like a Port Districts versus, uh, I don't know, Gazer or Paynham Nord Union. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before a Port... Adelaide and Crows game or yeah. something, you know. Yep. Um, Port always get a little bit harshly dealt with some of the their time slots. Um, we're going to a game at 
two o'clock in the afternoon when the SNFL is playing, the country mm-hmm. footy is still playing. Yes. You're getting crowds of 15,000, 20,000. Well, that's why. Yep. I mean, people are country sport, you know, and, and that's country sport is a big thing for country towns. And that's part of the reason why I sort of bring it up. In the, wouldn't, yeah. it be, wouldn't it be good to have the uh, local country leagues or local amateur league participating, you know, with a, at an SNFL ground at a time that obviously yep. suits. And some of those um, uh, local clubs get reasonably good crowds. And yeah. if you can tap that into an SNFL game yep. where you're aligning yourself, I suppose, with an SNFL club, um, not to diminish the reserves at all or, or the under-18s or anything like that, but just trying to work it so that way there's a bit more participation from a crowd point of view. And I think, you want to build that membership base in your local area. What a way to do it. Yeah. Um, Central's played the Crows at Newry last year. And now, Pete, uh, with mind, I think, I reckon Newry played the game before. Yep. And uh, I think that's a great initiative yep. to, to bring it well, to the country. And, um, you know. Maybe yeah. someone from the uh, SNFL's listening. Uh, I know. I think West Adelaide and Port Adelaide play a game. Wakery. Wakery, yes. Yep. Uh, I think the Crows are planning a game somewhere out in the country yep. there like they do most years. Uh, Norwood uh, play, it might be West Adelaide again, uh, out in the country as oh, well okay. as part of a community yep. series. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I, I totally agree. But, yeah, wouldn't it be nice to, to have that down in the city as well? Mm. But anyway, yep. maybe someone from the SNFL is listening that might might think about it. Not this year, but obviously for next year. Uh, soccer, mate. We'll move on to the soccer. Adelaide United smashed by Central Coast. I, I don't want to really talk about this oh. one too much, but we have to. Couldn't believe it. I honestly was couldn't it three, believe it. Three four, nil, four. It was four, but oh, it was yeah. three nil at half time, oh. wasn't it? You know, that's unbelievable. At home, I mean, is that our final chance is sort of gone? Pretty Certainly close, mate. dented them. Absolutely. Um, uh, game, winnable games against Perth and Sydney coming up. Um, now they become must-wins, really. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. I got that down as one of my, when you asked me that question at the end of the day. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And that's a real... And the coach has put everybody on notice too. Hey, yeah. there's going to be some changes. And I thoroughly back him. Yep. You know? Um, yeah, well, I think whatever decision he makes, I think is for the betterment of the team. You know, Absolutely. sometimes there can be knee-jerk reaction, reactions. I think on this occasion... If he's doing it, he's doing it for a reason. I think it's to send a message. Hey, yep. we're yep. here to play. We'll wait and see. Absolutely. All right, mate, let's take a very, very quick break. We don't have a special guest with us today, so we're going to come back after the break and move straight into Happy Days. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Happy days. All right, we kick off happy days today with happy birthday to Jeremy Finlayson. Really? How old is Jezza? Well, he's born in 1996, so that would make him 28. Okay. Yep, good player. Um,. He might just struggle to get in the side this year. He's that sort of tall forward, say, put back a... up ruck. Um, I hope not. I really, I sort of do. I rate him. Yep. Um, he's again, his best is good enough, and his worst is very ordinary. But um, anyway, Jeremy Finlayson obviously traded to Port Adelaide in twenty twenty one. He grew up playing an array of sports, including cricket. This one's right up our alley. Lawn bowls and tennis. Uh, But mainly focused on Australian rules football. In late 2012, he moved to Sydney, joining the GWS Giants Academy program full-time in order to increase his chances of being drafted. And his decision paid off in the 2014 draft when the Giants drafted Finlayson with the 85th pick of the national draft. Look, a good play. He's got a fair bit on his plate, hadn't he? The wife, um, very sick and... uh, you know, you only wish him well and hopefully plays all the games this year and plays them well, you know. So, um, yeah, wish him all the best. Absolutely. Happy, happy birthday. A uh, couple of names uh, synonymous with cricket in 1995. Graham Gooch and Mike Gadding play their last test match. Wow, weren't they good players? They were. You know, you'd love to hate them, you know, the old poms, you know. we Oh, but they always make runs and, yeah, just... Annoy you. <laughs> they annoy you. They were. And obviously uh, 
cricketing royalty in England there with uh, Gooch and Gatting. Uh, yep. We're always hard, like you said, hard to get out and pain in the asses to play against. Yeah. All right, we move on to tennis. In 1912, the US Association amends the rules, taking the bye away from the defending champion. There you go. Didn't know that one, Pete. There you go. Yeah. This is what this subject, uh, this uh, segment's all about, is just finding some weird and quirky uh, parts of history, sporting history, and po- pointing them out. There you go. No, did not. Uh, obviously, the defending champion generally plays a wild card these days, so yep. basically being replaced with that. But, yeah, back in 1912, the USTA obviously introducing that as part of their um, rules and regulations. We move on 2021, we're talking Super Bowl, obviously being a very topical subject this week in that uh, Super Bowl legend Tampa Bay Buccaneers dominate the defending champions Kansas City Chiefs 30-9 to with the MVP being, no surprise, in Tom Brady. Wow, how many times he's won that? Seventh. <laughs> that was his seventh time. Wow. There you go. He seemed to have gone on forever, didn't he? You know, it was just unbelievable. But uh, not, as I said last week, Pete, not a big fan of the Super Bowl. Probably will turn the TV on, have a look, you know, um, see the Australian lad. I do. We've got that a little bit later. So hold fire on that one there. I'm jumping the gun. You are. um, But no, obviously, Super Bowl is one of the big events and Tom Brady is an an all-time great. And I think he's doing a little bit of commentary, which will be very interesting to hear him give his uh, thoughts on the subject to finish us off on basketball, another legend of the game in 1988, the 38th NBA, NBA All-Star Game in Chicago. Uh, East beats West 138 to 133 with an MVP player named just a lazy Michael Jordan. Have you ever heard of <laughs> that, Blake? Yeah. Who? <laughs> there you go. Wow. Did everything in basketball, oh, didn't he? You know, and he even changed numbers. and that. I mean, changing numbers that time from 23 to 45... Mm-hmm. It just, they made millions out of that yep. because the kid wanted a number 45 shirt like Michael Jordan, you know. Yep. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, one of the all-time greats, isn't Ab- it? So. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, stint with Chicago wins three uh, premierships or, or championships, yep. then goes away, plays some basketball, comes back, wins another three. Yeah. Did it all. MVPs, best on grounds, you name it. All right, let's scoot into the extra time. Big finish, mate. All right, we'll kick off with basketball. I was a bit of a critic of the Adelaide 36ers. I have to give them a bit of credit for their 2024 sort of win-loss record. But 23 point to the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, not exactly what they needed when they're trying to make finals. Well, it's over it's, now. It is over It now. is over yeah. now. So they were like winning, wanting to win and they needed somebody to lose. And when you start doing that, Pete, you, your season's you, you at know. the crossroads anyhow, isn't it? But uh, they put a finish to that last week. Absolutely. They, so. Got off to a very, very good start against Tasmania. Had a little bit of a lull in the middle, 20 minutes or so. Uh, cost them dearly in the end and certainly got a little bit to work on for next year. But, yeah, you can't be relying on other teams to lose and you winning margins yep. and all that kind yep. of jazz you know you're in a bit of trouble. Exactly. All right, we move on to Super Bowl. You did mention it just a minute ago there that an AFL player from Perth has his chance to win his first Super Bowl win. Had you heard of him? I hadn't heard of him. Who did he play for? Don't know. (laughs) Threw that all on you straight away, Pete. Mitch Mitch Wischkowski, aiming for revenge as he takes the field for the 49ers. Certainly not a household name that, you know, when they interviewed him the other night, uh, I sort of thought, scratched my head, I thought, I can't remember you playing, but... Um, Could have potentially been on a fringe of a list. list but like Carey, um, Wayne Carey, Alex Carey. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, so I hadn't heard of him, but uh, good luck to him. Absolutely, wish him all the best. Uh, something that came across the desk, the AFLW, some Adelaide players, about 10 of them, or up to 10, will train and play with their SNFL club this year. Probably a good thing, eh? I think it is a good thing. Um, I've got a niece going to West Adelaide this year. She was uh, Central District's captain for a couple of years yep. in their first couple of years of uh, SNFL footy. Yep. So I'll be supporting the, the Bloods, the Mighty Bloods this year. And uh, she's moved across this year. So, I mean, it makes her a stronger comp, doesn't it? Um, I must admit, uh, some nights I've gone go to watch. It's almost like watching a bit of paint dry, yep. but um, they're only going to get better as uh, the years go on because the, 
the young kids are playing, the, the girls are playing their footy now. That's right. Whereas Nicola, my niece, um, she she wasn't brought up playing footy as that every Saturday. Yep. Um, so they're only going to get better. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Like we've talked previously, the... The, the base of the pyramid hasn't been there for exactly. AFLW, SNFLW. Um, we have gone almost straight to the pointy end. Uh, now we're starting to see after a few years of it all playing that the, the base is getting wider and wider. And you're right, it's only going to get better from yeah. here for sure. Yep. Uh, something else that came across my desk, Port Adelaide's Aaron Phillips will be coaching in 2024. Funny you say that, Pete. But not at Port Adelaide. No. Smosh Westlake's under eights. Under eights. I was out there yesterday, Pete, playing bowls at West Lakes, yes. and uh, the girls were training there. And I sort of looked out the back of the clubhouse to see, and I couldn't see Aaron there. I, I must admit, I didn't have a big look. Old man looking over the yeah, fence probably yep. isn't a good look <laughs> at the bowls. Um, yeah, I reckon it's great, fantastic. Absolutely. Isn't it? I mean, that's where she started her, yep. you know, junior. She's giving back to community. Can only be a very, very good thing. And yep. well done to Smosh West Lakes on securing Absolutely. such a good talent. I know her availability. I mean, it's only under eights at the same same time, but I know her availability is obviously going to be yeah. contingent on you know what's happening in the AFL. She's going to be in the um, coaching box yep. for the for the yep. AFL this year, and yep. then her role with the AFL. So, um, going to be very interesting there. But no, good luck to her. You did talk about lawn bowls yesterday, mate. But uh, here's your moment to shine. Let's let's do a little bit of a local bowls roundup. Where would you like to start? I'll start in the Brossa League, yep. uh, Pete. A lot of the people wouldn't even know. Probably the Brossa League even existed, there but uh, very let's, quite a good strong league up there. Let's shine some light on them, mate. Um, so uh, our top sides up there this year is uh, Angerston undefeated, very strong side. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, the um, uh, Country Carnival winner in John A. Voigt. Uh, he won the singles yes. and he won the pairs. It's a, it's a nine-game winning streak you've got to do to win both of those. Um, so it's a fair effort to win in pairs and singles. Absolutely. He plays for Angerston. Um, so this last week, uh, matches, I'll give you a quick quick rundown on the matches. Uh, Kapunda played Tananda, and Kapunda, won, uh, they're sitting third, played bottom of the table Tananda, 129 to 61. Lindock played uh, Mount Pleasant, 121 to 80. Freeling played Yudunda, and Yudunda winning 102 to 77. And the last game, uh, sort of the old rivals, Newry versus Angerston. Um, bit of, a, Angus- tight, bit of yeah. a tight one. Very tight. 85 to 82, Angerston getting over Newry. Angerston top undefeated. Newry out of the four at the moment, but very, very close table up there, uh, Pete. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's a really good comp up there. Um, stand is pretty good. Ang- so. Angerson did lose a few uh, players this year, uh, moving down obviously to the Metro yeah. uh, Bowls pennant. They did. A uh, female player as well that's doing things on the national stage as well. Yeah, uh, Kate Argent Bowden. Yep. She's playing for Holdy. She's uh, leading for their Prem side. Mm-hmm. And you've got uh, Tony Northcott. Yep. He went to Hawthorne. Yep. Probably took your old spot, Pete. He might have taken my old spot. <laughs> I, I haven't had a chance to, to, to yeah. look over the team. Obviously, as much. Um, his nephew, Matty's coaching down there, so yep. uh, that enticed him down there this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so there's a few filtering down, and I heard a couple rumours there's a couple more could be coming this next year down. Yep. So Obviously, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good for them to have a crack downtown. I always try and encourage them. I do a little poaching up there yep. um, off-season. I've got Bradley Peck down to Paynham this year. Yes. So he's a Tanunda boy, born and bred. So he's skipping in the Premier League down here. So, uh, Beautiful. Having a good year, so yeah, I try and encourage them to come down, Absolutely. have a little go. Uh, let's move on to the Metro, which is probably a little more uh, in your wheelhouse as to how you're playing at the moment. Yeah. What? What? Well, let's, let's talk Wednesdays first. How's things going on Wednesday? Wednesday, struggling. Yep, <laughs> struggling. Uh, we're in the Divi One. Yep, um, went down a couple of years ago. You're always um, pushing for players. You know, um, you don't ever play your. Your prem players very rarely do you get a full side of prem players on a Wednesday because a lot of them are still working. Working, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Let's so, preface that by saying that um, a lot of them are working. Yeah, so we struggle. Uh, we're, I think we're we're second to bottom, but virtually just out the four. Okay. It's very close. So um, we've got a couple games uh, that we could pencil in for yep. a win. Um, we've got to do that then. Um, so yes, time will tell. Yep. But uh, you don't want to get relegated to Div 2 if no, we can help it. But, absolutely. Um, All right, let's move on to Saturdays, mate. Saturdays, Premier League. round 14. We had Westlakes playing Holdy, Holdfast Bay. 
92 West Lakes, Holdy 79. West Lakes, one of the sides we've beaten, yep. um, being Paynham, yep. um, beaten this year, and uh, top they were top. So, uh, so it's Summerton and West Lakes are first and second at the moment. Grange, always around the mark, yep. playing Ascot. Again, another good quality side, 82 to 76. Grange getting over them. Lockley's, 86 to Woodville, the team coming up with us last year. 86, Lockley's, Woodville, 67. So that was a, uh, sort of the bottom of the range. Uh, bottom, clubs. Bottom, yeah, yeah, bottom four. Yep. On. Yeah, bottom four. Modbury, 95, beat Paynham on Saturday, night, Saturday evening. It's a wildlife game. Mm-hmm. 95 to 61. And Summerton, 83, defeated Adelaide, who always ran the mark. They are playing a bit of youth this year yep. to 75. Um, yeah, Scotty's got them up and about, the young lads. He's uh, promoted a few young lads there this year, which is good to see because, um, let's face it, we're all getting older and um, grumpier and whatever else. <laughs> I think that's where Adelaide do it pretty well in that they uh, do promote their youth and looking towards the future and a couple of those players that are there are state juniors or yep, have been absolutely. in the state program. Yep. So. Very, very interesting. Westlake's a bit of a surprise for me, um, and Holdfast is probably the other surprise. Uh, you know, they did recruit quite heavily and have yeah. had a couple of players come in from interstate, which is something new to Bowls SA, I suppose. I yeah. haven't really seen anything like um, that in the couple of years that I've been playing. Yeah, we played the one lad that got flown in there Friday night. We got absolutely touched up down there at Holdy. They had mm-hmm. a full side that night. The yep. only time they've had a full side, yep. they have... Uh, Two or three lads flying out on a uh, Friday or Thursday night or whatever it is. They play um, pennants in Melbourne for Footscray. Yes. And so, um, yeah, it's the, so they're only going to play about six, seven, eight games for Holdy this year. So they're never really going to have a full side until the come finals. Yep. Then look out. Um, their full side is a it's very strong absolutely. side. Absolutely. And Summerton obviously sitting top there as yep. well. So, yep. mate, um yeah, the lawn bowls. So let's uh, let's keep a bit of an eye on it, and we're hoping to put together a little bit of a lawn bowls only show, and we'll talk about uh, some of the leagues as well. So we'll see yep. how we go there over the next twelve months. AFL rule changes. We'll, we'll finish off with the AFL rule changes today. Thoughts on some of those? Knee jerk. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. Look, the first one's that smother. Mm-hmm. You know, come just before the grand final. Maynard. Maynard yep. He was in. The, he's going to smother the ball. I mean, it's accidental. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't like it. Just leave the game. I think. Yep. Leave the game alone. Um, too many changes every year, and it's killing the footy. Yep. Um, I'm not not in favour of any of them. So. I, I think that's why people like going back to the SNFL level and the country oh, level because generally you get a bit better yep. uh, understanding of what the umpiring's calling. Um, so, yeah, very interesting there. Um, and to finish us off on some general topics is that, do you know, it's cheaper to fly from Sydney to London than it is to Adelaide from Perth for the gather round. <laughs> Honestly, Pete, it makes you sick, doesn't it? We're just getting killed here in Australia, aren't we, with prices and, you know, I mean, that's just a joke. I saw something know? last night saying that we're getting gouged by supermarkets, airlines, oh. everything else, and then this comes across and you go, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'd lo- you know, I've, I've penciled in this year. I want to go to a couple of port games in Melbourne, but it's going. Yeah, I might as well throw two thousand bucks out the window. Yeah. Basically, yeah, you take, know, it's going to cost that. Take a second mortgage. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, might have, might have to sell some blood to get there, mate. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I'm giving that away. <laughs> um, finish us off like we always do. The good, the bad, the ugly for this week, mate. Yeah, you caught me out last week, no, Pete. I knew you come uh, prepared this week. All prepared this week. You know what my good is, Pete? Yep. And it's probably come out of the um, ballpark here. Yep. Mitch Georgiatis. Uh, good news during the week that he'll more than likely line up if he gets a game on the first game. Yep. Um, the knee's come nine months, I think it is. So he's looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I pencil him in as a key player for us down there in the forward line. He's He can be anything. Um, that's my good. Yep. Mitch Georgiatis. All right, let's go your bad, mate. Adelaide United. It had to be Adelaide United, yep. Pete. That was the bad, worst. Yep. You know, yeah, four, shocking. Four nil. You don't want to be doing. And my ugly this yep. week, Pete. Let's go ugly. The West Indies. They're eighty six. Or yeah, you stole my <laughs> you stole my thunder. There. Oh, you st- I had to steal yours last week because yep. I was a bit underprepared. Uh, Eight point three overs, I think it oh, was. Chased down the score. That was unbelievable. I didn't even know the game was on. It was over before it was on. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, agreed. Uh, my ugly is probably that it wasn't on free-to-air TV. Yeah. You, had, you had to have yeah, paid, got, paid yeah. subscri- subscription. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, my good for the week, um, Sam Pell Pepper. I'm going to yeah. pump up a port happy man here. That. I'm happy with I'm, that. I'm, I'm, get, my, Jeez. <laughs> get, the, get the cross and the holy water out. And demystify the room. No, 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 definitely. Sam Pell Pepper, uh, being in the leadership group and obviously taking that next step, I think that's fantastic. Um especially from a player who a couple of years ago we weren't sure about as to where he fitted in. I mean, you know, at one stage he was looking at being traded. So that's my good, my ugly. I can't disagree with you on the uh, Adelaide United, mate. Uh, sorry, the bad uh, with the 4 nil loss. Um, but I, I sort of hold reserve on that one there. They are obviously trying out, uh, you know, some younger players at the moment. I think Viet is the man for the job. And, I, again, him saying there's going to be some changes is a good thing. And my ugly for the week, yeah, as I said, you stole my thunder there for sure. That uh, West Indies, yeah, the West Indies yep. out for uh, all out and eight eight and a half overs, oh, just not what you want. And it wasn't on free to air as well. So, yep. mate, huge, huge episode once again. We didn't have a guest today, but uh, we certainly found enough time to fill in. That's for sure. And obviously, adding the lawn bowls to it is something that uh, piques both of our interest there. And I uh, can't wait to uh, maybe have a look at doing a bowls only show, which would be fantastic. Um, maybe get Bowls Australia involved in some way, shape or form. So talking South Australian Bowls. But, mate, thank you once again for filling in for Malcolm. Absolutely love it. Uh, It's all good, Pete. Uh, You just sing out and uh, hope Malcolm gets uh, on the mend list. Absolutely. Big shoes to fill. But before we finish up, give a plug for your uh, your podcast that you're on as well. Gawler Broadcasting, uh, Rick and Phil's Sports Central. But, uh, yeah, have a little. It's mainly uh, local uh, sport up in the Brossa League, and we do cover the test matches and a bit yep. of cricket. Uh, Rick being an ex-state cricketer, so Absolutely. yeah, it's a bit of fun. We're hoping to get you guys as part of my network here that we want to put together a couple of shows and have yep. them running through the week. So we'll see how we go with that one there. Um, but as per usual, we promise to do better next week. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Mark. In this crazy world we live in, we all need the distraction. Enjoying the show? Like, rate, and subscribe. Hook up and connect with us on social media at SportsCast SA. We'll see you next time on Game On.